RootsOfTheSwampThing.com, your definitive online source for all things Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing is heating up. A brand new series coming from Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. A brand new TV series on DC's streaming service online. RootsOfTheSwampThing.com. A lot of stuff about his history, what he's doing today, and everything in between. Go to RootsOfTheSwampThing.com for more information. Welcome to Wednesday Comics. Brought to you by RootsOfTheSwampThing.com and Supercon 2018, Return of the Con. Hey everyone, keep turning those pages. Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, we have the Italian Stanley himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. And to my left, we have King Arthur himself. Uh, Garrett, how you doing? I'm doing good, I and guess. I am the King of Atlantis himself. My name is Marvin. This is the Wednesday Comics Podcast. Now, normally, we do the reviews for this week, or for the week, but this podcast, we are doing the best series of 2018, the last show of the year. Uh, we're going to go through and do our top five, and actually, these shows usually take a little longer, so no free talk on this one here, and please stick around till the end. We have some special guests calling in to tell you what their favorite books of the year were, uh, but uh, why don't we just get right into it, boys? So these, we talk about these bo- books a lot, and so this is going to be a lengthy show, so we'll cut out the free talk, we're going to go straight to the goods. We'll start with Alex, your number five. What's your number five book my num- of 2018? My number- my if you my number five not four but number five is uh saga so a book that all i've ever said is good things about this book was finally back on track uh it hits you right in the feels and that fiona staples art is of course superb along with brian k vaughn's writing um actually the reason it's so much lower on my list is that we are on a extended hiatus and so i haven't gotten any new content uh i've been left with a, a hole in my heart of sadness uh spoilers garrett um uh, this is one of those books that uh, we actually just forcibly made garrett start getting into this book uh i am so excited for you to be on this book garrett so that you can be uh as enthralled with this as we are feeling the tears feeling the laughter watching that dragon suck itself off <laughs> Uh, Jeez, this is a book man. That... <laughs> I am excited too. I mean, I don't know about seeing dragons suck each other off or whatever. But... You know, the thing about Garrett reading in that big that trade dragon. format. It's just one dragon. Yeah, just one dragon. <laughs> the thing about Garrett reading it uh, in that format, it won't be the first page. So, you know, he'll be used to it. He'll be going through it. He won't just pick it up and be like, hey, man, let me do this at work and be like, oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> See some dragon down. Uh, we might hear more about Saga a little so, later. But uh, go ahead, Alex. What were you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I'm just. I'm. I'm ready. Garrett, what's your number five? Garrett, number five. Uh, I'm going with Royal City. Um, I'm sure that's going to be higher on my two uh, co-podcasters list, but um, I did really enjoy this series. You know, I think the first couple of issues it took me a little bit longer to get into it. Um, I do really enjoy it. I think it was a fun, uh, you know, real life story. 
that could happen to anybody. I mean, obviously the flashes of Tommy uh, is more of a haunting of this family because they've gone through something so traumatic. Um, but how Jeff Lemire is able to weave a story together that by the end you get this, you know, this realistic picture of life where it's, you know, everyone thinks when you're the general view of life is everyone needs to be happy and hunky go dory. But, um, you know, actually in real life, you know, like shit happens. And this book proves it that some of the worst shit could happen in your life. Um, but at some point, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it. I mean, unless we're talking full spoilers, I don't know. I just told you about Dragon sucking each, himself off. <laughs> yeah, because that was the major plot we're... point. Of just song. a little bit, not the ending, maybe. We well, want to get people. Okay, okay. We want to get people to read well, these books. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, let's just say that it is a real life picture, and uh, people have to go through some really hard hardships to uh, find out what they're going to do next. So, Royal City, I think, was it definitely hit the home for a lot of us. You know, we could definitely relate to all the characters going through some some troubling things in their lives at different points in their lives. And I really did enjoy this book by the end. And I'm, I really wish that book kept going, but you know, Jeff, he had a vision, he completed it and I couldn't be happier than to have that. Uh, we might hear more about that one later. Who knows? Um, my you number, say that about every book, <laughs> <laughs> my number, by the way, before we get into any more of these, I think all of us can say this was hard. Like, I didn't think it was going to be this hard. I think all year we've been like, hey, nothing this year's been kind of a, a down. And I think when we did our new series, too, we found out that maybe we just forgot about a lot of books. And uh, when I was doing this, too, I forgot about a lot of books. And I had, like, a good 10, 15. And I had to cut it down. And there were some I was like... So for me, doing this list, I picked the top five in which I loved the most this year. Uh, if you want to go back to the best artists and writers, that one I kind of looked critically and was like, these are the best things that came out this year or like the best people putting out the best work this year. But I had to be like, cut it down some way. So I was like, let me pick five books that every week they came out. I was like, I want to read that first. So number five for me was Batman White Knight by Sean Murphy and Sean Murphy. Um, this was a book that was from beginning to end. You didn't know what's going to happen. It's a Batman story that had its own set of rules and was in its own world. And it was fun. It was action packed. It kind of was like this cyberpunk Batman. Like what, you know, examining Batman as a character in terms of is he good for Gotham and why is he not? And then is Joker, you know, a victim of what Batman's been doing? Because Batman, he's really trying to help people, Batman, or does he really just want to fight people because he's mad that his parents died? And uh, I won't get into it anymore, but if you know Sean Murphy, from Tokyo Ghost. The art is fantastic through the whole thing. A lot of vehicles, a lot of nods to other Batman uh, from the animated series all the way to the movies, everything. And this thing, if you love Batman or if you love that Batman lore, this was the series for you. It ended this year in May. Uh, how many issues was it total? Eight? Yep, eight total. Eight issues. Go ahead and pick it up and trade. It's probably out now. There's a sequel coming and the sequel looks great already, so... That is something I can put my staple on and be like, Sean Murphy, like, <clears throat> that is something I can recommend to anybody. The Batman White Knight. 100%. Alex, what's your number four? My number four is TMNT, uh, the ongoing book. But along with the ongoing kind of goes that macro series because they do tie into the ongoing book. So 
Um, you know, little little cheating segue, but it's correct. Uh, so after issue 50, Turtles had kind of slowed down. Wasn't uh, living up to the title Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, so we got into about issue 65, 66, and we're going through this pantheon. The I don't even know how, what the correct term for these guys would be. The gods of Earth, or at least this realm of Earth. <clears throat> and it had just finally it found its start again. We got into Agent Bishop being a dickhole, and you're just like, holy shit, you need to die. And when you think he's dead, he's not dead. Spoilers for this book. Uh, even before we got to this final arc that I had just finished. Um, this book is amazing. It's finally gotten back into the Turtles being a team. They're finally kind of getting over their father being the, the head of the Foot Clan. And an and asshat. And, and an asshat. And for me, being a Turtles fan from you know 1984, I was obviously not born then, but I had family members who liked the Turtles, who so brought me into that world. And growing up to finally be able to collect a book 89 issues in and still loving this book and finally getting it to share that with my friends who hashtag guess those one gets it. Garrett reads it. Marvin doesn't know what the turtles are. So, you know, all those people on Twitter, make sure you tell him he's, he's oblivious. You um, know, this is, this is a great read. Um, you get I'm only, I'm only two issues behind and I, it's not on my list. I'll tell you that, but it, it, Definitely has turned around since issue 50 um, because there was a little period of time like Alex is describing that was just it just wasn't fun to read that book. Uh, but, you know, he called it right around issue 64, 65, uh, right around when the Triceratons got in that book. The team got back together again. And yep. that's what this book should always be about is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I get they're trying to establish new universes, new animals, all that. But at its core, this book should be about the TMNT, and it's back to that, and that's why that book is so successful and so great. So, Alex, you're saying the whole TMNT universe, but not the TMNT universe book. Well, the TMNT universe book ended. I know, but I'm saying... It's been done for about four months. You're saying the macro series, the the whole thing, the whole shebang, minus that book. The whole thing, yeah. Okay. Well, and yeah, of course. TMNT, that's Alex's choice. Hey, that was- that was also his choice. By the way, Alex is back. We stole him back from Steven. Uh, he is safe. And Steven, uh, who knows? But uh, Alex, for his kids' uh, choice last week, picked TMNT as a good intro for kids. People like turtles. So uh, if you look, I have a picture of me uh, when I'm uh, probably five or six years old. I got a TMNT uh, whole bed set. I got a, a curtains TMNT. I got a lamp TMNT. I can show Alex some time because he doesn't realize I'm the original TMNT fan here. So... Uh, oh yeah. Kara, what's your number four? Um, my number four is uh, well, it's the Thanos wins arc uh, by Donny Cates and Jeff Shaw. Um, you know, every now and again, Marvin and Alex do this thing where they're like, "Garrett, you have to read this book. You have to read this book." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." You say that about fucking everything. Cool. Um, and you know, I've come to the point where if they gang up on me and tell me I should be reading a book, I usually check it out now because it started with Deadly Class. I finally was like, all right, what's so good about this book? Read it. And I was like, okay, that was pretty amazing. That's awesome. And they hadn't done it in a while, you know, besides Saga, of course, but I didn't want to pay uh, 150 bucks for the first three issues. So uh, the next big one they were talking about is Thanos Wins or uh, the Thanos comic at the time. 
And I was like, ah, I don't know, like Infinity War had to come out. I was like, am I really interested in that character? And then they started describing like the first issue. So I did go pick up, I think I was three issues behind, picked up the first three issues, read it, and I was blown away, you know, from Cosmic Ghost Rider to uh, Thanos himself going against his uh, older self or teaming up with him, trying to basically rid the world of anything that could get in his way of controlling the world. So Jeff Shaw's art was some of the best art I've ever seen. I think he's really good at his, like, purples and blues and whatever color palette because it just looked incredible. And then Donnie Cates gave us an original story that is so good that Cosmic Ghost Rider is going to be in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and I know he's a favorite of all of us. And I was really blown away by this book. And I think it made actually the movie Avengers Infinity War that much better just because of what we read in that book. This is definitely one when I said I had a choice to make was on that list. Uh, and it is fantastic. So anybody who's interested in that world, pick it up. Uh, but it barely uh, didn't make my list. But it is it's a fantastic book. And I'm looking forward to Guardians and with this team uh, to see what happens. I mean, it, like Eric was saying, this book was crazy. Like it for a, this that arc, we all were like on our edge of a seat being like, okay, how's this going to finish out? And it finished out great. Uh, my number four, uh, Alex mentioned it earlier. Saga by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. Saga was a book for a while that I said has always been batting, you know, got like a double, maybe a triple for a long time. At the beginning, it was home runs every week. And then, I don't know, like it, it, I feel like it got to a point where the characters, when they got stuck on that island, Alex, I don't know if you agree, it kind of got same old, same old. And then for some reason, the last, like, what, 20 issues? This thing came back roaring. Uh, fantastic yeah. stuff, home run every time, sometimes Grand Slam, I think. That. That cliffhanger that we left on for this break, this <laughs> indefinite break, uh, is fantastic. It's heartbreaking. It's it's probably the biggest cliffhanger of the book. And then you read the end when he's like, "Okay, we're not gonna, we don't know when we're gonna come back." And you're like, "Okay, it's so big a cliffhanger. You're not gonna spoil it for Garrett." That's no, how I'm big not. This but I'm saying, no, no, like, no, no, this this is. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not gonna spoil it for you. I'm just saying, like, what? to end on that. And they'd be like, hey, I don't know when we're going to come back. And there's a slight possibility. You know, the world is uh, full of chances that maybe one of these two, like, in, within the time they come back, maybe something happens to pass away. And we get the story. So, like, we're now at, you know, fate's whim to be like, okay, are we going to see the end of the story? Because we know it's not going to come out for a while. And that, for me, every time books come out, like, I remember, especially when I look at your image books, I'm like, God, we're so, I know Saga. Like, when's this coming back? I'm always looking at you know, uh, news online. I'm waiting for them to be like, Hey, it's coming back at least this time. So at least I have a time frame. Cause this book art wise has always been fantastic. Brian Yvonne reading the last 20 issues has driven up the stakes in this book to a point now where it used to be like kind of, I mean, it wasn't always lighthearted, but it, it was fairly dark at times. Uh, but now we're really getting into the, the, the shit I'll say, <laughs> but it's fantastic. I can't wait until Gary catches up and we can uh, spend two years speculating what's going to happen to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they get that third library edition out before uh, the series returns, I'm all in. I'm they, sure they will. I'm sure they'll pop up that book and then announce where they're coming back. That way, you'll yeah. have a timeline when it catch up. But Alex, I actually want you. I actually want that third library to come out like next week, so that you will have to binge read. 
get caught up and then go through the same suffering and pain that Marvin and I are going through. I'm sure they're going to wait like a month or two before and then be like, guess what? Read uh, these before next month. Alex, what do you think? Number three. What's the, what's in that three spot? My number three, and it actually is more of a surprising book for me, but when I was sitting there thinking of this list today, I was like, what book really stands out? And I would say Mr. Miracle by Tom King and Mitch Gratz. That is a book that Tom brought to life for me as a character that I didn't know a lot about and really made it um, something I could connect to. Not the depression, but living a life that you want to live where he finally, you know, he has a kid. He's he's finally happy or he thinks he's happy and all the things he's had to go through. This book is like, wow, that's an eye opener. And that that art is spectacular. I had read Sheriff of Babylon from Tom King and Garaz as well. And I thought, much like Marvin has said before, Mitch really knows how to do the more realistic or stylistic. And this one had a more cartoony, lighthearted look to it. But that's almost what made it more personal for me. It made it more um, accessible. And so this book is on this list for, the, for that fact, that this is something that I was a little nervous getting into, much like Vision, a character that I could have given two craps about in any other book. And Tom knows how to write and to deliver a character with some meaning and or my favorite thing in the world, stakes. I want I, That's actually what I look for in a book is what gets me in the feelers. And this is one of those books that I've had it where it's it's kind of made me choke up at times or has made me feel enlightened so i think this is one a book that anybody could be reading if you want to get into a book and you're not sure where yeah it's got some more serious tones for you but it also isn't too kiddie and it's also not too comic-y funny like a children's book uh mr miracle tom king mitch garage who knows we might hear about that later possibility uh, Garrett, what's your uh, number three? You're running out of those push-offs, Marvin. <laughs> I, say, I think you've only got three left, and you've mentioned one of them. Uh, my number three is Killer Be Killed um, oh, by shit. Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Did you forget about that, Marvin? Yeah, I did. That wasn't oh, even my, in my top 15. Like It wasn't even pop in my head. Holy shit. Well, this is Chris Samney. This, so this is the Chris Samney of 2019. <laughs> oh, God. I'm... Uh, Seriously, one of the most fun vigilante books of all time with some of the best art of all time. I mean, I haven't been reading Rue Baker and Phillips as long as Marvin and Alex have, but I definitely started full swing with Killer Be Killed, and then I've gone back and read some things like uh, The Fade Out and uh, really wish I would have gone back and read Fatale, but it's not always, I can always go back and do that. And Criminal, you know, that's coming back. Uh, but Killer Be Killed was a book that started out so strong because you just didn't know what was going on. But when you started figuring out answers, it changed from a book that had this overarching mystery to more of intense character development. And yes, this character might have been coming more fucked up in the head by the end of this book. But throughout the course of the series, I mean, I can't believe what was this 18 issues. Uh, 18 or 20. I thought it was 20. Yeah, 20. 20. Okay. Uh, I can't believe in 20 issues, which felt like they went by in a blink of an eye. Like, to think that Killer Be Kill ended this year, that's just shocking to me because that was such a thick story, full of character development, full of. I mean, do you guys remember how many cliffhangers we went through on that book? 
where you're just like at the end, like what the fuck? Like what just happened? Like what comes to mind for me is the Halloween issue where he's using that knife and like literally he's on the phone while he's like committing a murder basically, or at the end of it, it's like what? Um, but you know, you can definitely tell that this was like always meant to be a character who had a passion, um, a misled passion, but a passion for uh, murder. Um, so much so that he thought he was part of a cause to do so. And by the end, I mean, the legacy that he makes for, was he called the vigilante or the, um, whatever his moniker is. Um, I think it was vigilante. Vigilante. Um, you know, I think my favorite issue was the second or the third to last issue. Just, I had this picture, there is a psychiatric ward and there's snow, like the way Sean Phillips drew that, those scenes, I think would work out perfectly. You know, they are making a movie and oh my God, if they can get Sean Phillips to help with the visuals, I mean, like at least the direction of those visuals, it's going to be fantastic. But I really did enjoy this book from beginning to end. Um, and it was sad to see it go. And like, you know, when you heard that Brubaker and Phillips, they were only going to do like an original novel and then they're coming back with criminal. It's like, man, hurry up. Like I need more content from those two because they're such a great team. And Betty Breitweiser, like she has done so good. I just, Blown away, and I wish there was this print that I saw right after issue 10 came out. I think that, you know, they did that mid, the halfway point, they took a little break, and they were selling this print, and I should have got it. It's uh, Dylan as the vigilante standing over New York, and it looked immaculate. And I think if I got that, I would definitely remember that series forever, and I still will. Like, I think it's such a great book. Um, I think this, this, was, this was a book that was on my list, and much like Marvin said at the beginning of the show, for him, this a book to be on this list had to be something you wanted to read right away or that you just couldn't wait to get your hands on. I, I love that book. That's an amazing book. For me, it was one of those, I don't, it wasn't out of my way. It was almost out of my way to want to read it. It's like, oh, yeah, if we're going to talk about it on the show, it's great. But it wasn't a top-of-the-stack book for me. Uh, and one last note, those essays in the back of each issue – made getting it in print a hundred percent worth it or digital. Um, I love that Phillips and Brubaker do that because it just puts you in that world, puts you in those perspectives. And yeah, I wish every comic had back matter like that because that keeps you invested in a book. Unlike Chris Samney, that one, I would just laugh to myself and I was mad that I didn't put it on the list. I actually am legitimately mad. I forgot about this book because <laughs> it would be on the top three for me. I don't know how I forgot about it. I think it. What, ama- what, amazes, what amazes me is that two weeks ago when we were doing a, a show, you're talking about, oh, yeah, Kill or Be Killed, going to be on my list. Uh-huh. And you guys can't mm-hmm. see I'm this so, on the podcast. Oh, ready for it. You guys can't see this podcast, but right here next to me, there's a stack of books, and look what's on top. Like, <laughs> it's Kill or Be Killed. Mm-hmm. Issue number, uh, what number is this? Uh, 14. So, um, yeah, I mean, it would be top three for me. It is fantastic. Everything Garrett said, it's a book that I feel like both creators came both three creators all came there. They gel well together. Uh, it was fantastic from beginning to end. Uh, it's storytelling in terms of, you know, pacing, action, everything. That is one of those books I would put on there and be like, as I said before, this is a book you can give to anybody and be like, hey, this is what comics are about. Like, this is what's the best of the best. You should read this. Uh, speaking of Criminal, by the way, they released a preview, 10-page preview of the uh, next series coming out. 
And they did announce that Betty's Betty, she said she was taking a break from comics. And so Sean Phelps' son, who did the coloring for all my heroes that are junkies, because that was called. Uh, yep. He's going to be doing the coloring for uh, criminals. So. Oh, wow. They have a very similar style. I didn't even know that wasn't Betty on that book. Yeah, it's his son, Sean Phillips' son. So <clears throat> he'll be oh. working on criminal. And by the way, also, Garrett, update here Saga Book 3 out in June. So you got six the months. The library catch. edition? Yep. You got six months there, buddy. Okay, uh, here's, awesome. here's my uh, number three because I forgot that other fucking book. Uh, here we go. Uh, Captain America, that is Tennessee Coates and Linnell Francis Yu. Um, in the last issue had somebody else. No, no, that was Cap. That was Black Panther. Excuse me. Uh, Captain America, as it had that many issues, what five or six? Four. How many issues? We just had five. We just had five. Uh, I've <coughs> loved every Sorry. single issue. This is the Captain America book I've been wanting for a long time. I'm looking forward to every single one that comes out, even though it takes a while for it to come out. I'll let it. This is the book that. For anybody who watches those movies and was like, hey, I want to get to Captain America, like, what do I read? Usually you would have to dig into the past and be like, hey, pick this, pick this, pick this. I wouldn't really pick out what's going on right now, like, especially when the, the Hydra cap and all that stuff. Like, not that I felt like it was a disgrace to the character, but I just didn't like the way it was told. But this, storytelling-wise and character-wise, gets it right on point. The artist fantastically fits it, and this is everything that I love about Captain America and everything I think the book needs to be right now, so... Tanisi Coates' Captain America is fantastic and uh, Marvel's best book, I would say. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, to get you to get into that book to start is Alex Ross's art, like that vintage. Those like, covers, yeah. Oh, God, amazing. And then you get into this book with uh, Tanisi Coates' words, and like you can definitely tell he has such a great relationship with uh, is Lionel Francis Yu. That's doing the book with them on this yep. one. Yeah, I always get the two creators mixed up, but um, that book is truly so great. And you know, I know why Marvin Extra likes it because he's got that feathered Captain America outfit on. So you know, it doesn't look good in the movies, but in the comics, looks perfect. Yeah, it it texture amazing. looks great. Um, but I mean, I'm really looking forward to see where that book goes. I hope that he's on it for a while, and it's not just a thing where it's going to be like 12 issues and he's done. I really do think that uh, not only is it Marvel's strongest book right now, it is the Marvel book that everybody should be reading. So, Alex Pastrallo, we're at the deuce. Number two for Alex of 2018. Where did you go? Which direction? I I went with uh, White Knight. Batman White Knight. This was uh, not even a question of whether or not this book was going to be on my list. I think Sean Murphy on art and writing... Uh, puts out almost a perfect book. The style reminds me of a, um, a animated series with a flair. <coughs> Excuse me. And of course, when you bring back the original Harley Quinn to fight Neo Joker, you can't go wrong with that book. Spoiler, I realize I'm not supposed to be spoiling these things, but I feel like we've had long enough for some most people to read this book that if you haven't, I think you're missing out. You want a full-fledged Batman lore book. You've got as many cards as you could want. Batman's a little over the deep end. You get to see Joker actually have a good side where he's not always a monster. Um, you actually get to see Harley Quinn be intelligent. And even for the Bat family, the question whether or not Bruce is all there or like Marvin said, does he just like beating the crap out of everybody? Um, I wish Sean Murphy did more things. I miss him. Like Tokyo Ghost, one of the best works that had come out of uh, Sean Murphy's hands 
along with Chrononauts was amazing. I cannot, cannot stress this enough. I am so excited for the next White Knight. I don't remember what the actual book is called. What, Curse of Dumas or something like that? Uh, Way yeah, to go, remember. Sean Murphy. You've, I, I, I already loved Batman to begin with, but to see this um, style and this story and just to see how it came full circle, I can't get enough of it. Actually, when I find all my issues, it'll probably be getting reread here shortly. I would say also, and I think you guys would agree with this, but let me know if you don't. This is a book, no matter if you like the animated series, you like the movies, you're, you're a comic book Batman fan, any of those people who have any kind of interest in that lore, this book really brings the best of all those worlds together and is a book that any of those people can find something to love about it. So, uh, yes, that is on uh, DC's Black Label, uh, so go and pick that up. Uh, it's a little little mature, so I wouldn't say any kids can get it, but if you're definitely a Batman uh, fan that's been a fan for a while and you're a little older, pick that up uh, where we get comic books. But it is definitely one of the best works this year, especially considering Sean Murphy did the whole thing himself. Like eight issues of Sean Murphy, and uh, he's working on a sequel now. And literally after that book, I mean, in general, after Tokyo Ghost, the guy could have done anything he wanted to. And for him to do this book and be like, I want to do a sequel... And on Twitter, he put out a thing was here's my promise to any of the uh, readers of this book, uh, some rules that he made. To have that kind of passion for this book shows through and makes me really excited to see what he, what he makes of that sequel. Yeah, it's very impressive to see someone that you I see I had never like read anything by Sean Murphy. I don't know if that was his first writing works or not. Probably right. done something in the past. Yeah, he uh, but... wrote Punk uh, Rock Jesus. Okay. Wow. I I was just blown away. Like, it's crazy that someone could be that talented in art and storytelling because it literally was so great. Uh, Garrett, what did you put into that two slot? Which way did you go? So it barely made it this year uh, because the last three issues came out uh, in 2018, and that'd be Department H, uh, written by Mark by Matt Kent with art by Charlene Kent or colors by Charlene Kent because I think Matt did the art, but um. This book was a sprawling mystery over two years, and uh, I don't think I've ever had a comic in my entire life actually make me feel claustrophobic or afraid of water when I was safe in my own bedroom reading this book. Um, I think the book was used uh, in such a way, and there was so much passion into this project, that I felt like I was there. I felt like there were so much stake, there were so many stakes. Um, a giant mystery throughout and I didn't ever get like confused or like things that never get overly complicated. Um, and there was enough of a pull to get you to kind of find out more information about, uh, who the murderer is in that book. Um, it was, you know, the art style is different. If you never read anything by Matt Kent, um, or seen any art by Matt Kent, um, definitely takes some getting used to, but it really is beautiful art. Uh, if you give it a chance and the storytelling is, you know, I have a, a, I bought a second copy of that last issue because there's a scene where a character is looking out over at the ocean, making a decision on whether to, uh, give up or keep going. And I have it posted on my wall because every day I see it, I'm just like, gosh, what a great book. What a great motivator. Um, it just really was a good story. There was a lot of flashbacks. You get a, a lot of character development. 
Um, but the action and the detective work in this book is also uh, superb. You know, there is some back matter. Sometimes even on the cover you get extra information. And I love when there is world building in a comic, and this definitely did it. I wish there was more adventures in this universe. And uh, that's the 24 issues that I would love to reread all the way through. And I'm so glad I got it from issue one because that was one I definitely didn't want to miss. Matt Kent uh, also had uh, Black Badge this year, and he is going to work on next year. Uh, Black Hammer 75? Is that what it's called? 55? 45. Uh, Black 45. Ham- Black Hammer 45 with Jeff Lemire. So uh, Matt Kent's a creator that's been around for a little bit. Um, I mean, a while, but not a while in terms of comic books. Uh, and he, gen- he generally puts out what, what Gary was saying, these books that aren't just, you know, this is the story. He built the world and then lets you live in it for a little bit and see a snapshot of these characters. Black Badge is doing the same thing right now. My management did that. Uh, I'm sure I'll do the Black Hammer 45 because Jeff Mir is also like that. So uh, that is a great book. That's definitely something I would have considered. Uh, I forgot that those three issues came out this year. But that is a book I definitely, when you, you're talking about it there a second ago, you know, panels of that book flash around my head. Uh, the one you talked about, there's one where they get stuck underneath the in the base when the water fills up all the other areas and they're stuck down there. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff in that book. It's a little horror, a little mystery, a little co- character drama. Uh, everything anybody could want. Uh, the apartment age. Uh, my number two is something that... Uh, uh, Alex? No, Garrett mentioned already. Uh, Royal City, Jeff Lemire, Jeff Lemire, uh, doing writing and art uh, and color, I believe. Um, Royal City for me was a book that for a while I've been wanting a book that's just about people. That's just a character drama. And that's the book I got uh, with that. We have a story of uh, this uh, family, the Pike family, correct? Yep. And... uh, we just see them, you know, dealing with a tragedy that happened in their life. We get a flashback to how that happened. But it never really is about what happened. It's how it affected them and how, like, what led them to that place. Uh, you know, learning from your mistakes and learning to move on. So, for me, that book was really fantastic. Uh, they're definitely, I think most of the comic is stuck in my head. I can remember, like, and you know me. I usually don't remember much, but I can remember most of that book. Uh, and I feel like that last issue definitely is what I wanted from that book. And it's definitely what was needed. And that is a book I can recommend to anybody and be like, Hey, I know you think comics are all superheroes and men, men in tights, but read this book. Like there's nothing that weird about this uh, a little bit, but mostly it's about this family. You know, how do they go from losing somebody and deciding to move on. Uh, <laughs> Alex, you know, here, let me just say this here. 2018 was a great year. 2019 looks to be fantastic. We're going to get it to number ones here in a second. Uh, these are what we feel were the best books of the last uh, 365 days. Uh, but there's a lot of great books this year, like we were talking about. It's hard to narrow down this list. I feel like if you wanted to get into comics, there's no better time than right now. There's something for everybody out there. And it's easier that more than ever with uh, digital comics and comic books uh, going into, you know, other stores and comic book shops expanding. Uh, so if you ever wanted to delve into the world of comics, today is the day. 
It's going to be a new year in a week, and people like to make resolutions. It's the last comic, uh, or excuse me, the last podcast that comes out before uh, the new year. Your resolution of 2019, read some comic books. Alex, what's your number one? Uh, excuse me. Originally, I had Royal City on my list. I was like, eh, I like that book, but no, that, that doesn't stick with me as much. Uh, I wanted Jeff Lemire because I love... I think everything that man writes is amazing. So I actually decided to delve into a Black Hammer I Black Hammer esque story, and I went to uh, Dr. Star in the Kingdom of Tomorrow. It's good. Pick. Uh, as a new father, I can't imagine doing what Dr. Star had done. So I spent all my time at work, forgetting my family, forgetting my wife. And this was one of those books I had actually read the first three issues. I was like, this is okay. It's really good. I mean, it's, it's really good. Sorry, not okay. It's very good. Uh, I got to issue four. And issue four had the most touching end I had read this year. This is this actually one of my favorite issues was issue four. Um, and... I, this is what I needed. I need to read this book, and sometimes I need to revisit such stories that remind me of how to be a better dad. Like when we read Day Tripper for my choice of our, our book club, and the first time I read it, it was great. Second time, I actually cried. This is one of those books that I think when I read one through four just straight through, uh, I'm going to cry again because that makes me want to be a better man. It wants to be wants me to be a better dad and that's what this book has done that's what jeff lemire has helped me do by just reading this issue by seeing this art by seeing what this man decided to put himself through and not necessarily what was more important but what he thought was right and to find out the people he hurt were his family and so that is my number one is dr star and the kingdom of tomorrow um, this is a book that, besides Kill Be Kill, which I forgot about, but this is a book which I actively remembered, but chose not to put on my list. But it definitely can't like this could this could go to number one for me too. And uh, I didn't choose to put it on the list. I, I'm not sure why, but I just felt like I kept it off my list. But I just wanted to say about this book, same thing that Alex said, and I think we mentioned it when we reviewed this book. So go back and listen to that episode if I'm not saying 100 the same, but. The best thing about art and the best thing about any kind of story that you can read is that it reflects on something in, in real life that reminds you and you take a little piece of it and you grow from it. And this book, along with Day Tripper, I believe, and then the book I'll talk about later today, are books that when I read them, I learned something from them. And, it, you know, this, you know, entertainment in general is there to help you forget things, you know, forget the stress of life, how you forget every single uh, thing in your life that, you know, that keeps you busy it's a moment to relax, but also in this instance, it's this book is here to remind you how short time is and how you need to spend those moments with people that matter. Because in this book, he forgets that and he loses time literally and he can never get it back. Like it's something that he can never do and it's about regret. It's about making up, same thing like Royal City, making up for past things, but also choosing to move on. It's very not a happy book. And I think maybe that's why I had to put it in my top five. Uh, because like Alex said, it's very depressing, but it really is a book that reflects and you can, uh, I mean, you reflect while reading it and realize sometimes, you know, like you have to slow down and not get obsessed with something like that. He gets obsessed with his work and 
in a grand way to kind of show you he loses time. But it happens every single day, like Alex was saying. Like sometimes people get caught up in their work and they don't realize that like it's been you know two weeks since they've really played with their son. You know, play with their son in their toys. Like, and your son will remember that, but maybe you won't just because for them time has been less. So every single moment counts, and for you, you won't remember until it's too late. And that's what that book taught me. So. It's a fantastic book. Jeff Lemire, again, I think it's, uh, we can say for sure, even though uh, he won't be in my t- number one, but he was my number one creator of the year. Uh, year of Jeff Lemire, uh, volume three. So he's been put out consistently great books this year of different genres, and the man is not slowing down because there's really like four books announced next year for him. So, uh, right. uh, Garrett, what do we got? Numero uno. Well, I didn't talk much about it when you guys brought it up because my number one is Batman White Knight. Um, I mean, for me, I went with the book that I was most excited for when it came out that entertained me the most and kept me hooked as a reader. Um, You know, we always knew Sean Murphy's art was incredible. And as I had briefly mentioned earlier, I didn't know that how great a writer Sean Murphy could be. Um, You know, from issue one, a lot of there's a lot of fan moments like seeing a lot of things from Burton's Batman, the animated series Batman, 1966 Batman. You got the new Batman trilogy. It just had everything and anything that you could want from for Batman cameos. And then come to show that they spin the mythos of probably one of the greatest rivalries of all time to the fact that we've always seen the Joker from Batman's point of view, but rarely have we ever seen. Um, the Joker, I mean, Batman from the Joker's point of view, besides getting the shit beat out of him. Um, so it was a definitely interesting flip of a coin uh, to see Joker as more of the anti-hero and Batman seen as the obsessive, um, overbearing. I mean, he was just a villain, villain of circumstance in that he was just too motivated. He was too power hungry he was too uh out of control in his mission to think that he was still on the good side of the law um you know there were some other things going on with like harley quinn's and whatnot uh you know joker's girls and whatnot but that wasn't really a big part of the story i didn't think i think you know when it comes down to it uh batman and joker like holmes and moriarty you know they're always that yin and yang um Joker's batshit crazy, but is Batman really sane? You know, this was my favorite series. I think Sean Murphy is amazing at fitting a million little details into a panel of each of his uh, comics. You know, I think probably my favorite issue of the whole series was issue eight, though, when you get to see their riding of every single Batmobile. That's most of them that are awesome. And that was such a cool scene, having them race towards uh, not Harley Quinn. So that was that was exciting. And I think this series ended on a conclusion where when we know there's a sequel coming out. But Sean Murphy could have just given us these eight issues. And I think we would have all been completely satisfied and not needed a sequel. But we are gracious enough to get a, se- a sequel to this series. We, I bet that's going to be just as amazing as this was. Batman White Knight, that is Sean Murphy uh, times two. Uh, Batman White Knight is definitely, I think, the epitome this year of what 
fun and what imagination can happen in comic books. Like there's no bounds to what you can do. Uh, and then going back to Alex's pick before Dr. Stars, definitely uh, how deep you can get into these characters and stories you can tell. And for me, I think the good mix of those two this year, uh, my number one was, I was thinking for a long time, I knew it was going to be, and I thought about which Tom King book do I put on this list? Do I put Batman? I've been enjoying Batman, but is it top five worthy? <laughs> do I put Mr. Miracle? I've been, I love Mr. Miracle so much. Uh, but do I want to put that on my list? Does it deserve to be on the list? Heroes in Crisis has been fantastic so far. And so I decided, I mean, this is a book, and Alex was talking about, like, Dr. Star for him personally uh, really meant a lot to him. Uh, for me, the Tom King book that did that for me, and the book of the year <laughs> that did that for me was uh, Mr. Miracle, uh, Tom King and Mitch Garantz. Uh There hasn't been a book that... <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know why Elsa and I started choking up. Uh, there hasn't been a book that has uh, uh, really been personal to me for, for a while, I think, since Day Tripper. Day Tripper was the one where I was like, it really like hit me hard. And Mr. Miracle, I think, was the book this year that, for me, every single issue was fantastic. Um, him and, um, and Abarta have a, a son in that one, and it's about them trying to you know save their son and what they would do for their son. But also, it's a book that... Um, it's a book that talks about like depression and, and how to get over it and going from a deep, dark place. We've seen that first issue where he tries to commit suicide. He's trying to escape and he can't and how he comes away with that. And at the final issue, something happens where he realizes that every day is going to be a struggle, but he's there to fight it. Um, Mr. Miracle for me, Mitch Garatz's art was fantastic. The whole thing is told in nine panel grids, if I remember correctly, most of it. Yep. is um, fantastic, a great piece of work. And for me, that book, I will always hold dear, and that book is like something for me being like, man, that's like exactly what I need at the time, and that's exactly the book that, for me, I mean, it's the greatest thing about comic books, right? It's huge. They get travel dimensions. There's a war going on. But also, sometimes they just go on a date, and they get stuck in traffic, you know? Like, literally is a book that can show you how crazy comics can be, but then also how human they can be and how they can, you know, tell you something about your life. So for me, Tom King, Smith's uh, Miracle with Mitch Gerrits. That really was such an amazing pick. And I didn't put it on my list just because I, you know, I think that I'm still trying to break it down in my mind because, you know, it takes a while. You know, Tom King's a writer that he writes an ending and you know, an ending can do so many things for you. And for me, I haven't really narrowed it down yet, but I think the series as a whole was very strong. Um, and I think that's Tom King's strong suit is picking a character that people don't know a lot about. And then he kind of makes them in a way that betters that hero, that um, betters their sacrifice uh, via storytelling. Um yeah, Mr. Miracle, and then Mitch Gerard's art, like, or Gerard's, those colors, like that new gods, new apocalypse-type art style, is some of the best art I've seen in my years as a comic book reader. And I not only don't want to see more come from, from Tom and Mitch working together, but I was thinking when I was thinking about my top two picks, and I was like, I really, like how Scott Snyder and Jeff worked on AD together, I really need to see a Tom King Jeff Lemire book come out. Like I think both of them have 
very similar styles, but they have enough unique that I want to see what happens when they work together. So that's my wish for 2019. It's not going to happen because uh, they're both super busy, but uh, definitely. Hey, maybe 2020. 2020. Well, perfect vision for me. Uh, <laughs> 2019 looks to be a best year. We talked about already Criminals going to be coming out, right? We got a sequel to Batman White Knight. Captain America is still going to continue. Uh, we had talked about, I talked about before, Batman's fantastic. Been fantastic. Here's in Crisis still continuing. We have Doomsday Clock, which the finale may come next year. Who knows? Maybe yeah, they should again. finish this next year. If you go back and listen to our best new series of the year, the best artists and, and writers, and then this episode, there's a lot here to read, but there's also a lot here to, you know, Look at those artists, look at those writers, look at those new series, and you can find stuff in 2019 to keep you occupied. Like I said, your New Year's resolution is to read some comic books. Uh, like I said, stay tuned to the end of the show. There's going to be some uh, voicemails from uh, people, friends of the show, and uh, we will play those at the end. Uh, I want to say, guys, it seems like it's going by fast, but actually this is almost you know, how long we usually go. We just took out all the bullshit. <laughs> all the talk. Uh, nice show for you. It's gonna be nice contained. We we bombarded your feed this week. We got a diehard commentary. So if you didn't download that, go pick that up. The forecast, and then we had a Christmas party show. So those all three together are a lot to listen to. So we're gonna keep this one nice, short, and sweet. Here you got twenty. Oh, excuse me, fifteen books that you can uh, pick up and get into. And we would all put our uh, Wednesday comics seal of approval on them. Uh, and we hope that you come back in 2019 to listen to what else comes out next year. Yeah, and plus some of the books that are still going, that's a perfect time for you to jump on. You know, it's hard to know when a book is going to be gold, but when you got these three saying it's gold, it probably is. And I would plus say, it's Aquaman, then you're out. <laughs> I would say, uh, yeah, you like that issue. I would say, I'm kidding. I'm um, just screwing with Sergeant America. Oh, no, I have to like that issue. I would say that um, any of these people that, we've talked about like the thing in comics that people get com- like not confused but they get overwhelmed when they see how many comics are and like how many characters like how do i get into this look at creators and writers like look at the people making these books and usually that'll tell you i want to read that like ed rubaker we talked about before killer be killed garrett mentioned his Captain america is fantastic so go and read that tom king's batman uh alex uh, mentioned jeff lemire jeff lemire's done some uh, animal man is fantastic his terrifics is a great book so when you're looking for how do I get into these books, don't look at characters and look at arcs because you will get overwhelmed. Look at creators, follow them. If you like them, get more stuff by them. That is the easiest way to get into comic books, and that's uh, how I would say uh, to do it in 2019. So, Um Email us what books you're looking forward to 2019. We'll read them on the show. Or 605-215-1849. You could always call that voicemail line Drop us a line and say what books you're looking forward to in 2019. We can play them on uh, future shows here. Uh, you will call and you will get a, a a lady answering the phone. She is a robot, so don't worry. And she'll just mm-hmm. ask you to leave a voicemail. Uh, I know people have commented before. They don't think it's legit, but it is us. I could record me saying it, but uh, she does a good enough job. Uh, we got a book club, right, <laughs> Gary? <laughs> Wednesday Comics, League of Extraordinary Gentle People, proudly presents... Saga of the Swamp Thing, Volume 2. That is next week, guys. This uh, podcast is happening. We're going to talk about Saga of the Swamp Thing, Book 2, and actually just remind myself, I got to read it. So um, that is a book that uh, we're really looking forward to. We really enjoy the first one. We're coming back to delve into seconds uh, after this uh, lengthy uh, 
full holiday. We're going to, you know, top it off with the new year with uh, a look back at Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. And John Boylan from RootsOfTheSwampThing.com will be joining us. That is your definitive source for all things Swamp Thing. You can follow him on Twitter at DC World Swampy or follow him on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Roots of the Swamp Thing. You can also follow us on Twitter. That is uh, at Alex Pastrello. That is at Karat2188. And I am at Marvin underscore Saguero. The whole podcast is at Wednesday Comics on Twitter or Facebook.com slash Wednesday Comics Podcast. Make sure to like the page and share it with your friends and ask them. Uh, you want to get something to comp books? There you go. Tell me. We got four shows here. There's going to be three shows that are talking about the best books of the year. Uh, maybe they want to get to comics. They don't know what to read. There you go. There's some good picks there. Uh, oh, hey, as a shout out to Marvin, make sure that you uh, decide what book we're reading after. Oh, that's true. Send thing, me some recommendations. Send me some recommendations. I do have some in mind uh, that I'm kind of. But if you throw one out there, just like Killer Killed, I might have forgot about something. And you want us to read it. Toss it my way and I will uh, volley it back and forth in my brain there for you. Uh, YouTube, make sure to follow us on YouTube. Look at Wednesday Comics and subscribe. Uh, we put the gauntlet on there, um, and we also put these shows on there. So there's a lot of content on there for you to go and listen to. And by the way, also, we used to record the video for the podcast so that you can go back and watch all the episodes and you actually see us. Uh, you can see us uh, dying of uh, heat exhaustion one time. You can see us uh, meeting some hot wings on Thanksgiving of last year, not this year. Um, it's a lot of fun on that, on that YouTube page. So go ahead and go there. Um, well, so make sure to subscribe to the show. Uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Spotify and Stitcher Radio. Uh, also, like you like our Facebook page and share it. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends and family. Send them a link to subscribe and say, "Hey, I think this is where you need to go in 2019." You've been talking about it for a while. You like these movies, you know. You like these characters. You like the TV shows. Let's get into these books, baby. Um, fantastic year. Fantastic for uh, not only I feel like we had a really strong year here. We went to SuperCon, right? We had a fantastic yeah. live show. We've done some things. First ever live show craziness uh we've really uh you know we didn't miss a, a week this we had some tough weeks uh but we still put out content we're still uh 100 on this thing we're still going strong and guess what 2019 baby it's gonna be even stronger for wednesday comics i've been marvin i'm alex i'm garrett hey everyone keep turning those pages Hey, this is JJ with JJ's Comics and Art. Picks for 2018. Uh, best reads. I've got two, and I'm sure they're going to be on a lot of people's lists. But I'm definitely going to say Doomsday Clock. And I'm also going to say Mr. Miracle. Uh, I think they're two very well thought out series. One, obviously, is wrapped up, uh, brilliant, as always, with Tom King, and the other one is still going, and I know it's every couple months, but, oh, so good and so beautiful, and uh, well worth it, and I think there's a lot of big stuff coming out of Doomsday Clock soon, so um, those are my picks for 2018, and uh, I'll just selfishly say 2019 Detective Comics. That's about it. Make sure you support your local comic shop wherever you are at, please. And uh, Wednesday Comics Podcast, once again, thanks for letting me uh, join in on this.
Talk soon. Bye. Hey, this is Derek Magnus with uh, SuperCon. Um, we're going to be having the con in 2019, Wrath of Con. It's going to be the last weekend of September. Uh, my favorite books this year, oh, man, you know, uh, I, I read anything written by Donnie Cates. I've read almost everything done by Tom King this year. Um, you know, uh, um, between those two guys, I mean, Mr. Miracle ended, and, and, and it was great. But I would say the the Donnie Cates Thanos. They kept me coming back issue after issue. I wanted more. That's got me back into Venom, and now he's doing Marvel Knights. It's just great stuff. Um, the books I'm looking forward to in the new year is going to be uh, Tomasi Mankey's Detective Comics, Martian Manhunter, and then kind of the oddball um, the the oddball pick for next year that I'm really looking forward to reading. There's only three issues of it out, but it's uh, Fearscape by Vault Comics. Uh, it deals with uh, the Fearscape, a realm of dark magic where human uh, human fears exist as living creatures and how they deal with it. So it's it's just a phenomenal series written by O'Sullivan and. Uh, yeah, that's that's just a microcosm of what I've been reading. So, thank you. Bye. Hey, what's up, Wednesday Comics? It's your long-lost neighbor, David, giving you a call here to tell you about my uh, comic book pick of the year. I'll be honest, everybody, this is actually the second time I'm calling in to leave a message. And the first time I said uh, Mr. Miracle by uh, Tom King and Mitch Gerards, but that's only because I completely forgot about Killer Be, P- Killer Be Killed by uh, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Um, without a doubt, uh, comic of the year for me, it might actually be my favorite comic of all time. Um, it's definitely up there with Vision, that it would it would uh, be a strong contender against that, or like Tokyo Ghost. I think it is just such a supremely amazing book. It's beautiful. The story's great. It's really entertaining. You're never really sure if the main character is losing his mind or actually really seeing a demon until pretty close to the end there. Um, and even then they kind of leave it up in the air a little bit, but, uh, yeah, such a great issue uh, or not a great issue, great series. Um, every issue is just so strong. So you guys have a great year. Wednesday comics, keep doing your thing and uh, everybody out there. Happy new year.